Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. So I don't think we're going to dilly-dally. Dilly-dally? Did I just use that as like a, let's get moving? You did. You did. Oh, boy. Um, You've been playing some Final Fantasy X lately? Dilly-dally, shilly-shally. I have not. Oh, boy. Uh, well, uh, you know what? knows what I'm talking I about. I do. I do. I'd go back and try it again, but there's just no time. Because this Halloween episode is two parts, and they're both coming out right now. So the only things that I want to mention before we get into it, Halloween contest, uh, submit a photo of yourself, your friends, whatever, enjoying Halloween, celebrating Halloween. Get that to us at thecast at thecritshowpodcast.com by the 4th, and we will put your name into a drawing for one of our very comfortable hoodies. Um, And if you can get our logo or something about the podcast in the photo as well, we'll put your name in a second time. Uh, And then the other giveaway we're doing is the fan art contest. If you want to, um, we've gotten a few already, and they're pretty amazing. They are. Um, Just your favorite moment. Your favorite character, your favorite monster, favorite NPC, whatever. Get that submitted to us by uh, November the 25th, and we will do a drawing for that for a hoodie as well. Uh, and then everybody who enters, because we know obviously it, it takes a little time to uh, to try to, to try to make an art, um, we will we'll send you a little something just for just for entering. So I'm I'm just too excited. I've had so much candy in preparation for the Halloween episode. Let's just go. Let's go. No. Come. Can we go? Okay. All right. So it is October 31st. You guys have uh, gotten this call from Lindsay that she wants some help. Uh, You all arrive there at 8 o'clock in the morning as requested, and she tells you that the contest is a haunted house contest, that every year she comes in second, she's tired of it, so she wants your guys' help to make the best haunted house so she can take home the trophy. She shows you the layout of the house so you can see what you've got to work with, and we're going to jump ahead to 5 o'clock that night. So give me just the simplest description. I don't want you guys to to spoil the whole thing. But what's the theme of this haunted house? You guys have come up with this off air. Uh, You have designed this haunted house and given it to me. But I don't want to spoil it for everybody. So just give me a, a quick description of what is this haunted house. It is a treacherous traversal through a cultist's lair. Yeah. So as you go through creepy cult sacrifice stuff kicks up, there is a little bit of audience participation involved and it's just a, a horrible, horrible experience, but thus very scary. All right, perfect. 
What are you guys dressed as for Halloween when you show up that evening for the haunted house to start? Uh, I am Mordecai from Borderlands. All right. Uh, with blood wing intact on my shoulder. Nice. Nice. Uh, what's it made out of? It is made out of paper mache and feathers that I ordered on Amazon. Nice. Way to go, man. Thanks. Yeah. You're a real true cosplayer. Thanks, bub. You're welcome. <laughs> I feel like and there was a little bit of stank in that. I'm not sure why. Um, I am dressed up as Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid. Excellent. The Little Mermaid is my one of my favorite Disney films. Uh, I especially like Part of Your World. That's like my favorite Disney song. Hold on. Let me write that down. I don't know when or how that will come in handy, but mm-hmm. good to know. I am dressed as Pinhead from Hellraiser. Did you uh, shave your head and everything like that? To uh... No, it's a bald cap. Do you have a bald cap for your beard, beard. as well? <laughs> <laughs> no, I am a heavily bearded oh, pinhead from Oh my God, nice. that's even more terrifying Oof. somehow. So quick question. Is there anybody that you guys would have invited with you? I will send kind of a half-hearted text to Eddie and Jeff, the cleanup guys, <laughs> like, like, hey guys, long time, no see. If you want to hang out on Halloween... We're doing a haunted house thing if you want to go. I'd, I bet they'd be down to clown. They seem like a couple of like party guys. Uh, and I'd, I'd call Rev. Yeah. Uh, actually, Eddie and Jeff will go. I was going to let you guys take two NPCs <laughs> with you. Oh, God. Uh, and so I think that Rev doesn't want to break up the dynamic of Eddie and Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> um, heavily established characters in the canon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So who wants to roll for Eddie and who wants to roll for Jeff? It's just going to be 1d6. Uh, I'll roll for Eddie. I'll roll for Jeff. All right. So uh, each of you roll a d6. <laughs> Jeff got him a one. Uh, Eddie has a two. I assume <laughs> this was for their costumes. It That's is gonna... absolutely for their costumes. Yes. Oh, um, they, had, they had six couple costumes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but unfortunately they didn't match up. So. Um. <laughs> so uh, Eddie and Jeff show up. It seems like there was some miscommunication between them. Uh, you can hear them arguing, actually, as they arrive at Lindsay's front door. Man, I thought you said that we were going to... No, no, no. That was what we decided last week. And you get the sense that they had a couple of costumes planned out that they were going to execute together, uh, but that they both had thought that they were doing the one that they weren't doing. And so you see Eddie approaching as Geppetto and Jeff as Lurch. <laughs> <laughs> the possible options for them were uh, Indy Jr. and Sr., uh, the two insane clowns from Insane Clown Posse, <laughs> Zap and Bender, Mario and Luigi, Geppetto and Pinocchio, and Gomez and Lurch. Awesome. Hey, guys. What's up? Uh, oh, that's, that's good. That's pretty good, right, man? Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah. Got a good deep voice for that. Yeah, nice job. Thanks. Uh, I was going to... I had a puppet, too. I was going to bring it, like, just in case, and I didn't. And so now I'm just some guy with a wood chisel, <laughs> just hanging out, my white hair and short pants. That could, <laughs> that could be scary. Just play up the chisel yeah yeah oh yeah you're like he evil does, he raises it up and like holds the mallet behind he's like oh no never mind i was wrong <laughs> sorry so Lindsay comes to the door and she is dressed in a long black robe she has a skull painted on her face there's little flecks of red on the robe you know, she is dressed as one of the cultists um and her husband and three kids are with her as well and they are all dressed in similar robes <laughs> even the baby <laughs> yes there's a two-year-old wearing a robe uh and it's like carrying a, a little tiny plastic skull and it can't really stay up because it keeps tripping over the robes. <laughs> and you can see that they each kind of have a prop. Um, there's like a ceremonial dagger and some 
jewels and skulls. And uh, she brings you guys inside. I'm so excited for this. This is going to be awesome. I, I think we've got everything executed. We made a couple little changes after you guys left just to make sure that the whole thing flowed. But I think we have a chance. I really think we have a chance at winning this year. And like all the kids are kind of screaming and excited. And uh, she's like, one of the best things is that Jaina had this really great idea. The thing that we were missing was like, you know, how do you defeat the cultists? There's usually something that the cultists want. They're trying to use something to power the ritual. And so we were at Goodwill today and she found this and she points at Jaina and Jaina, you see, she's actually kind of turned away and she's mumbling. Oh, yes, I think I see that. Yeah, I guess no, it'll be fun. Yeah, that's good. Creepy. And she's just like talking to herself and giggling like little kids do sometimes. What'd you get? Oh, I got this. And she turns around and she holds up this gold lamp. And for a brief second over her shoulder, you see this dark shadow that looks very familiar oh with gold bracelets. my What? God. And she goes, this is going to be so good. This is going to be so real. Oh, I wish it were real. And then everything <laughs> goes to black. So in this blackout, we've taken a minute and everyone has made new character sheets befitting the characters they were dressed as. You've encountered this or at least something like this once before. It has the ability to just make wishes come true. So you are all the characters you are dressed as for Halloween. All right. So why don't you guys give me a quick explanation of your new character sheets? I'll go. Okay. Uh, so for Mordecai, I was trying to figure out just like what sounds kind of like borderlands, like what, you know, what could apply to that and be sort of a, a little nice little nod to just the game in general mm -hmm. and how the mechanics work. Uh, so the first one I really liked was called Daredevil Move. It's from the Luchador. Just to phrase it, you know, the way that it is on the sheet is attempt a tricky or high risk maneuver to gain advantage over an opponent. Um, and then you roll tough and then um, there's a list of things that you can do or at least effects that go into effect that you can pick from based on how well you roll. Okay. Um, and, you know, Mordecai anyway is already he's kind of the agile sniper type like I just figured that would be pretty cool for him um, the other one I liked was called preparedness it's one where uh, you roll sharp uh, well essentially to see if you thought ahead enough to have something ready the moment that you need it uh, so on a 10 plus I have it on a seven to nine, I have it, but it's not necessarily right here with me. Uh, and then on a six minus, uh, technically it still kind of gives it to you, but it's someplace super, super awful. So okay. <laughs> all right, fight for it. Like uh, in the backseat of a VW bug. Yes. Just terrible news <laughs> for everybody. Mall rats reference for anybody yeah. who's old enough to remember that. That's a great <laughs> reference. Um, and the last one that I went with is also one of the extra playbooks. Uh, I got this one from Meddling Kid, and it's actually not even a move. It's just one of the improvements that they can take after leveling up, and it's just gain an ally. And so uh, you can have an animal. So this is how I'm oh. getting Bloodwing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I have my bird. Uh, the ally is marked as backup, and in quotations, to stand with you. Um, so it doesn't necessarily do, like, damage or other things, but it can do stuff where you can, you know, utilize it in ways that would indicate that he's 
there to stand with me and, and help me out. Uh, well, I guess it's my turn. So I will tell you about Prince Eric. So the moves I picked for him, uh, I went with uh, my first one was uh, what could go wrong from the mundane. And uh, so what that does is if I charge into battle without like hedging my bets, without like, you know, preparing or, you know, just just going headlong into some kind of uh, conflict, I can hold two and I can use that hold to add either plus one harm or minus one harm suffered or to uh, give a plus two to act under pressure. And then I decided to actually take something from the professional called Bottle It Up. We've probably seen this multiple times from our friend Tess over here. Uh, What that does is that gives you a a plus three on act under pressure. However, it also gives you holds uh, for the the keeper that he can use one to one. So like he can take a a negative one against kick some ass or something if I decide to fight something. And then finally, I took one from one of the extra ones, uh, one of the extra playbooks, the exile. What's really cool about this one is the exile has an immortal name and that's the name of the, the the move and what that does is um it allows me to manipulate monsters because my history is so you know vast and all the monsters know about me they know what i can do possibly and i can manipulate them and so. i think we can see all those things in the movie that he you know rushes in he dives into the water when he doesn't know what's going on under yeah. there and he stabs ursula with a boat yeah, yeah. just jumps <laughs> on board yeah absolutely okay. that's like total act under pressure like bottle it up st- kind of stuff you know like a, a swashbuckling hero would do so okay so i named this playbook the cenobite because <laughs> i think it would apply roughly to all cenobites uh, and he is basically half the chosen and half the monstrous Ooh. so uh his weapon i took the chosen's weapon you get to kind of custom build a dope thing um one of the chosen's options though is the the chain they can mm. make a chain with spikes on it and since he uses like the chains with hooks to grab people and kind of tear them apart and stuff, that seemed apt to me. Uh, I also took Invincible from the Chosen, so you always count as having two armor. And then from the Monstrous, I took Unnatural Appeal and Unholy Strength, which basically means I roll plus weird instead of charm to manipulate, and then plus weird instead of tough to kick ass. Oh, okay. So he is a very weird-centric character, I think, since he is like a a creature, sort of. He is not a person. He is from this world where he uses magic for everything and kind of summons stuff that just everything everything runs off this unholy magic for him. Okay. Everybody roll weird. I got an 11. 10. Uh, eight. All right. I'm going to give each of you a piece of paper. Hopefully you can read my handwriting so that you know what it says. So this is a note about your current mental state. So the last thing you all remember is seeing this genie over Jaina's shoulder and then darkness. And you each start to regain awareness. And as you do, you hear... Hey, uh, what's going on here? <laughs> Where's my son? And give me back my son. Oh, no. It's Liam Neeson. (laughs) (laughs) Taking five. I have a particular set of skills. (laughs) Mostly dealing with wood carvings. That's all right. You're all sitting outside of what looks like an old rundown house. There are spider webs and skeletons and a candy dish and a few candles flickering in the window. And the door is wide open. 
I want to look around at the other two. I clearly think I've got an idea of what's going on with Lurch and Geppetto. Uh, yeah, you look over and you see that TJ doesn't look like TJ at all. He looks like Prince Eric. And Jake no longer has the beard. He just straight up looks like Pinhead. Teej? Jake? What? What do I... Oh, God. And I'm kind of looking at myself. Yeah, and you look down and, you know, you've you've got these strangely cell-shaded arms and legs and... <laughs> As you kind of look down, the bird on your shoulder squawks and flaps a little oh, bit. Oh, my blood wing. Oh, my God. Guys. Tess, is that you? Are you okay? Oh, God. <laughs> okay, that's that's one out of two. Uh, Jake? Yes? Oh, thank God. What in the hell is coming out of my mouth right now? Wow, Jake, your voice is really deep. And you sound incredibly excited about nothing. <laughs> I know. That, it's so weird. Oh. Uh, uh. Lurch seems to be pointing off into the wooded area next to the house. Oh, God. And you follow his hand, and you guys have a clear memory of setting up the outside of the haunted house that you wanted it to be, this kind of fake, generic, ooh, this is spooky haunted house, and there's cobwebs and a big spider. And you remember wanting to dress someone up as Michael Meyer or as Jason or Freddy, but you didn't have a lot of time or a lot of money, so you did just kind of a junk version of Michael Meyer. Like, it's a jumpsuit, but it's like a baseball mask. You gave him a meat cleaver instead of a butcher knife, but you do see that catcher's mask peek around a tree and then duck back around. Do we hear the music when it does? It's a real clanky version of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just different enough not to be copyright infringement. (laughs) It sounds like the guy in the catcher's mask is trying to play a piano. So is this Michael Myers with a catcher's mask on? It's it's kind of like the junk store version of a Jason okay. or a Michael Myers. <laughs> okay. Like just like you guys, oh this looks like a, a killer. Michael yeah. Myers. Michael Myers has an S at the end, doesn't it? He does. No, no, no. It's the guy from <laughs> Austin Saturday Powers. Night Live, right? That also has an S in it. Yeah, no. Mike, Mike Myers and Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah. What about the hot dog? Oscar Meyer. There you go. Yeah. That's who it is. <laughs> it's Oscar Meyer. It's Oscar Meyer. <laughs> The ruthless killer, Oscar Mayer. Oscar Mayer Voorhees. All right, shit. What are we going to do about this? Um, uh, did, did you guys see it? it? It was the lamp. Jeff, for God's sake, uh, what are you doing? He's pointing at the other side of the house. Make a word. Jeff, make a word with your mouth. Door. I'm going to go over to the door and press the doorbell. Oh, the door is wide open. Oh, well, then I'm going to press the doorbell anyway. So as TJ goes up to press the doorbell on the open door, roll act under pressure. Oh, can I use one of my powers? Sure. It's called What Could Go Wrong? And what's it do? It lets me charge into danger without hedging my bets. And if I do that, I get a two hold. And I can spend that uh, two hold on plus one harm, uh, minus one harm suffered for anybody. Either that or a plus two on an act under pressure roll. So yeah, you charge forward uh, and you get a hold two. And the first thing you need to do is roll act under pressure. So if you'd like to use one of those hold now. I would definitely love to do that. Excellent. add a plus two to my act under pressure. All right. Because my sharp has changed. Not that I needed it, but yeah, that worked out really well. I got an 11. All right. So as you go to push the doorbell, you hear something very, very quickly moving up behind you and you jerk to the side and this meat cleaver slams into the doorframe right where you were standing and the hot dog man <laughs> is right behind you and he has put his uh, his butcher knife into the wall. 
Um, do we see that happen? You do. It is insanely fast. It doesn't seem like it should be able to move that quickly. Okay. I want to attack it, please, with my chain. All right. Why don't you roll your special thing first? All right. Uh, a little bit of preface here. Pinhead was a completely arbitrary poll on my part. Never seen Hellraiser. <laughs> so I did some research and his motivations change like every single iteration of Pinhead. I'm, I'm going with the first one. Okay. Where it is kind of like this perverse hedonism where like, yeah, pain is like a weird kind of pleasure. And the whole goal is like a religious fanaticism towards causing pain because it's the ultimate sensation. So yeah, this dude causes pain. This dude's on my side. Okay. I'm going to attack Mordecai. <laughs> All right. Roll it. Son of a gun. That's a 13. All right. So how much damage do you do, Jake? Two harm. Two harm. Uh, actually, two harm hand area messy. I think I get them both. Oh, you said Mordecai. Did you mean Prince Eric? Well, I was aiming at Mordecai, but if it does area damage, doesn't it get multiple opponents? Yeah, but he's way up on the porch. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's far away. Never mind. Maybe get Lurch and Geppetto, though. Yeah, that's who you would get. Yeah. And so these chains slash out from you and start flying around and Mordecai and Geppetto and Lurch all get hit. Lurch kind of shrugs it off. Geppetto falls onto the ground, like trying to scramble away. Uh, what does Mordecai do? I think reflexively cries out, son of a bitch, and uh, steps back. Pulls out the gun and aims at Pinhead. Okay, you're going to have to travel some because that's a sniper rifle, correct? It's true. So uh, how are you getting away? Uh, Where are you going? I think I'm literally just kind of like running backwards, like just trying to get out of the way. Like I'm not necessarily taking a shot yet. I'm just trying to put a little distance between us. All right, roll act under pressure. Okay. That is a 10. All right, yeah, you will be able to backpedal and get away from him and fire in just a moment. Prince Eric, what are you doing? Pulling out my uh, cutlass that I have. Uh-huh. If at any time that Jason Myers Michael uh, decides to pull that meat cleaver out of the door and try uh, and get me with it, I'm yeah. going to slash at his hands with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is uh, he is swung it down. He's just pulling it out to get ready to do it again. Oh, well, then I want to disarm him by slashing his hand. Okay, so roll act under pressure to disarm, I think. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I got a, a two. You go to swing at Jason Michael Meyer Voorhees' arm. He grabs you and pulls you in the door. Oh, good. <laughs> Jake, what are you doing? Should I roll my special thing again? If you want to change from what's going on to your right mind, roll whenever you want. To go the other way, I'll let you know when to roll. Okay. Um, so if you want to just revel in it, baby, there's no need to roll. But if you want to try to get out of it. <laughs> uh, well, I don't get out of it. So in the sense of what's around you, Lurch is still there. It doesn't seem like what you did did anything to him. Geppetto has scrambled away and uh, Mordecai has ran a good distance away from you. I'm going to try to hurt Lurch because the fact that he is not feeling the pain incenses me. All right. Roll kick some ass. Oh. Uh, seven. Uh, so yeah, you will exchange harm with him. So you notice it doesn't seem to do anything to him. And he backhands you <laughs> for three points of damage. Whoa, Whoa, Lurch. And you move a good distance away from him, not 
of your own choosing. Uh, well, the good news is I only take one of those because right. I am invincible. I always have two armor. Good Ooh, lord. Shit. And you can roll coming to your senses again with a plus one. You just bitch slap some sense into me? Yeah, exactly. Okay, I am of my right mind again. Okay. But you don't know that. <laughs> no. Which I think is interesting as I scream, give him hell, Bloodwing, and send my animal companion at his face <laughs> with the intention of distracting him. Um, so what that is actually is uh, one of the moves that I took it was from the Meddling Kid playbook, which is one of the extra playbooks, uh-huh. uh, and it's an improvement. It's not a move uh, where they can gain an ally, and the whole shtick there, of course, is to give yourself a Scooby-Doo. You know, you can pick an actual person, you can pick an animal, and there are all these options and things, and so the tag for mine is a backup ally to stand with me, um, so they can't necessarily, they don't have like damage stats or anything, but they can do stuff for you. So you are knocked backwards, Jake, and all of a sudden this this bird starts flying around your head and cawing and scratching at you. Bird, no, please. I am of sound mind again. Please, bird. God, leave me alone. <laughs> Jake, you good? Yes, I am good. I am back. I don't know what's happening to me. I seem to have lost myself. Okay, if you hit me again, I'm gonna shoot you. I understand. That's fair. Bloodwing, come on. What's going on here? This is a terrifying... <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Um, this was a good pull because three of the 12 characters would have had this exact same voice. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like we should go inside and rescue TJ. Yeah, all right, let's 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 get in there. I just want to establish. I don't know what's going on, but if I start doing mean, bad things, it's not me. Please don't murder me. Well, that ain't great, but uh, we'll do what we can, man. If you just maybe, like, pinch yourself, I might be down with that. I might be like, yeah, pain, and leave you alone. <laughs> I, I, again, I have never actually seen Hellraiser. <laughs> so what's the marching order inside the house? I'm running up. Time for some target practice, and I sprint in. Running behind him? I follow. I'm uh, still doing the voice. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Lurch follows and Geppetto's like, should I just stay here or uh, what, what do I do? What can Geppetto do? Wait, can you just like bring inanimate shit to life? Because that would be sick. I mean, I have to love it and uh, put my heart and soul into crafting it. <laughs> and wish upon a star. And wish upon a star. Uh, I mean, you got something I could try it on? I don't know. I've only done it the one time. I never tried it again because I had everything I needed. I'm going to, like, look around, find, like, a branch on the ground and toss it to him and be like, uh, practice on that. Come inside when it works. Okay. What do you want me to make? Something that helps. <laughs> I just turn around and go inside. And you see he's very confused. He starts, like, breaking it and, like, making a stick figure made of a stick. I don't really have my workshop here, but I guess this will do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you guys go into the first room of the haunted house, and it is suddenly all stone, and it is lit by candles, and there are strange runes on the floor and skulls on pikes. And at the far end of the room, there is an opening under an archway that you can see goes further into this catacomb. Okay, so literally our haunted house got brought to life. Well, at least we know how it goes. Sorta. She did say they made a couple of changes. I hope they were less dangerous changes. (laughs) Uh, Do I see them? Do I see... You don't. Okay. TJ, you get pulled into this house and there's suddenly darkness. And then you see trees and you're being carried through the trees. Let go of me, you crazy creature! (laughs) 
That's never gonna get old. To yeah, me. I know. Well, Good I God. love it so much. And um, I'm gonna use my uh, immortal name. Hopefully, don't you know who I am? I'm Prince Eric. Roll it. Uh, that's a twelve. And does it work on monsters? That's exactly what it works on. It's to manipulate monsters with threats. Basically. And what's your threat? Uh, my threat is if you don't let me go, I'm gonna put a stake right through your chest. It stops dead and like puts you down, and you can see these big, bulgy, monstrous eyes through this catcher's mask. And it kind of looks away and looks back at you, and it seems ashamed. It like looks around at the trees and at the grass, and it just sits on the ground and looks at you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, now where am I? Can you talk even? Ah! <laughs> uh, goodness, if you follow me, you have to promise not to hurt anybody else. Oh. <laughs> Is that a yes? <laughs> I'll, I'll take that as a yes for right now. <laughs> All right, so I need to find my friends. It was the guy with the chains, also the guy with the eagle and the wings and the the, the sniper rifle. So then I'm going to try and go back the way we came. All right, so yeah, you turn around after getting put down from this creature's shoulder, and off in the distance, you can see the front of the house and the front door. Oh, good. I'm going to go towards it. Well, are you coming or not? (sighs) And I kind of wave, come on, let's go. It gets up and it follows you. (laughs) I'm going to call you Grimsby from now on. Uh, Grimby. (laughs) (laughs) I want to trade pets. (laughs) I like that one better. So do I need like a link cable or how do I do this? And so you walk towards the front of the house. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, it seems like you must have just walked from the direction that you first saw the creature appear. And there's an open door. And a little bit in front of the house, Geppetto is on the ground. I think it is made to go here and... Uh... Oh, hey, behind you! Oh, no, 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 no. He's he's okay. I, I, he's fine. Grimby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, um, you know, he said it uh, to NPC limit, so I'm going to sit this out. I'll stay out of here and make it just a stick man. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you going to be okay? Oh, I think it might be better out here than uh, whatever's in there. All right. What did you guys do? Oh. This is pretty bad. And this is like the stage one. Where, where did my friends go? In the door. All right. I'm just going to go back into the front door. Okay. So you go into the front door, and as you pass through the doorway, you're suddenly in this large stone room, and there are skulls on pikes, mm-hmm. and you see the backs of the rest of your team. Oh, hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, where did you go? And you look up, and there is the monster behind him with its big meat cleaver in one hand looming over his shoulder. I'm starting to raise my gun. Uh, uh, hold on. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, no, he's 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 cool. I got him. Grimsby, uh, the guys, that's Tass, and that's Jake. Grimsby. Did you tame this? I guess. <laughs> did you name it? I did. Hello, Grimsby. <laughs> I bet him and uh, Lurch have interesting conversations. <laughs> They're just in the corner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but they seem to understand each other just Perfectly. deeply. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they've got about, a, like existentialism and things. Yeah, <laughs> they've like got a big chalkboard and they're solving the quadratic equation. <laughs> God. Everybody knows you can't solve the quadratic equation. Nobody can. 
Grimbeke. Oh, okay. I, uh, I can't help myself. And I'll look at Grimsby. Sure, I'll fight with you. Just leave the big game to me. And then I give myself a, like a, yes. What the hell was that? It's from, it's from, you know, Mordecai. Let's go. <laughs> so were you guys going into the next room? Um, Yeah, I'll lead. I'll have my cutlass ready for action. You head into the next room and there is a very long rope bridge. Seems very rickety. Okay, this is the trick pit. The last one of us that goes over is supposed to fall in and end up at the end of the haunted house. But we didn't accommodate a rope bridge, so clearly they've made at least one change. I don't know what else they might have changed. Okay, well, uh, if we're going to go with that, who do we want to have waiting at the end? Uh, Lurch. I look, I just feel bad that I put him in this situation, and so I kind of want him out as soon as possible. Oh wait, no. This delivers them directly to the cultists who want to sacrifice him, which I just remembered <laughs> are now real. So maybe not. Maybe Grimsby goes last. <laughs> yeah, but who did we get to play Grimsby? Somebody's gonna have to be sacrificed. I, Grimsby Grimsby was like a scarecrow, right? Yeah, Grimsby was just like clothing stuff oh, together okay. and right. like yeah. a, a melted mask and okay. just pieces that you found at Goodwill. Well work. then, Grimsby, you're gonna walk across this bridge last, okay? Right after us. Grimsby. <laughs> Good man. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll go first. All right. Roll luck. 11. Yeah, you're good. You go across the bridge. It feels a little rickety. It's creaking. You hear strange sounds coming from the pit below as you cross over, but you get to the other side, no problem. Hell yeah. I will go next. Roll luck. Eight. You get across, and you hear some of the boards start to creak and groan, and a few start to splinter under your weight, but you do make it across, no problem. Okay. Having heard that, the condition of the bridge, can I try and use magic to, like, stabilize this thing? Yeah, roll it. But you know what? Actually, before you do that, why don't you oh, God. roll okay. your six-sided die? Uh, oh, no. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use my magic. <laughs> That's an eight. So, so I pick an effect and a glitch. Yep. So the effect is to inflict harm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> If I see this glint in his eye that he might start, because I'm watching him yep. after that shit, mm -hmm. can I try my daredevil move to, to interrupt him? Sure. Yeah, roll it. Awesome. That's a nine, so I get to pick one from this list. Okay. And the one that I specifically am looking for is um, interrupt a move that someone or thing is trying to make so that they can't. How are you going to interrupt him? What I had in mind is if he's starting to like do something physical and has that just creep look in his face... I want to whip off the sniper rifle from my back, take a shot at another place in the room so that the bullet bounces around enough that it like hits him in the shoulder without hurting him too much, but spins him off of actually doing what he was going to do. Yeah, so you see Jake standing at the other side, puts his hands out and starts to use magic. But as he does, you see that sheen come over his eyes and the chains start to kind of like come up next to him like Doc Ock's arms and like oh whisper to him. Oh. And uh, yeah, you do. You pull your sniper rifle off of your back and you fire a shot at the corner of the room. It bounces off of two walls and plugs him just in the back of the head. But because of his armor, he does not take any damage, but it rattles him out of it. Jake, you can roll to regain your senses and you get a bonus to it of two doesn't work <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, it just eggs him on. It's like, oh, that's some good pain. Oh, yeah. give it to me. All more. right. So, um, Tass, roll luck first off as you're coming across this bridge. Then go great. And Jake, what do you? You just have been shot in the back of the head by this man who's running across the bridge. I want to use my chain with the spike on the end to scorpion him into the pit. Get over here, <laughs> pull oh. him and dump him to roadhog him into the pit. <laughs> oh my god. You know, I had the thought of, obviously, when you guys picked these characters, you didn't know why. But when you were like, I, I don't know this character, I'm just going to pick him. I was like, I can't believe Jake picked the one character that will try to kill the other characters <laughs> right after we just finished a story arc where he was constantly trying to kill the other characters. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, before he does that, I want to try and grab that chain and hold on to it. All right. Roll protect someone. Seven. So, TJ, you jump forward and you try to grab onto this chain as Jake throws it forward to hook Tass off of the bridge. Tass, you see this happening, and TJ starts to fly down the bridge towards you being pulled by this chain. Like legs flailing, just (laughs) face screaming towards you. Woof. Uh, um, And you actually hear a lot of the boards creaking underneath you and starting to snap. Good. I essentially want to pick up my speed a little bit and see if I can't like catch him as I try to leap to the edge. Okay, so let me uh, see if I understand this correctly. So Jake is at the edge of the bridge. He has thrown a chain at you with TJ being pulled by it. You're coming across the bridge. You want to try to jump, pick TJ off the chain and land past Jake in safety. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Yeah. Roll daredevil and roll luck. Hand luck. Okay. 10 on daredevil uh, and 11 on luck. What are your effects for daredevil? Give plus one forward to Jake. I want that for his, uh, you know, uh-huh. trying to snap out of it yep. and not suffer harm. All right, so as you go to do this, the bridge breaks beneath you from the weight that you thrust off of it to try to jump at TJ. And as you get into the air, you place your foot on the chain, which has its own strength and weight, and you pluck TJ off, and you jump off of the chain, and you start to reach towards Jake to get over him, and you're not quite going to make it. And then Bloodwing grabs the back of your hoodie (laughs) and pulls you just that extra inch so you don't trip on Jake's head, and you land behind him in safety as the bridge falls behind you. And I'm going to whirl around and start, like, slapping at Jake. Wake up! Wake up! Snap out of it! All right, roll it, Jake. Well, with the one forward, I'm good. I am back yes. in my right mind. Okay. <laughs> and you glance across this pit, and you see Lurch and Grimsby just looking from the other side like, uh. Sorry, guys, you're going to have to stay there, I guess. Could we possibly use your chains to like create a... Uh... It's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking of throwing my chain across like a like a rope bridge and with some magic, maybe being able to hold it steady enough that they can get across. I mean, I see where you're coming from, but it seems like every time you try to do something, there's a chance you're going to go dark side again. Well, yes, but you've done a great job of dealing with it so far. <sighs> All right, fine. It's I'll, up to you. No, fine. I'll just sit on the ground and put my thumb up my butt and do nothing. <laughs> How about that? If I do nothing, then I'm in my right mind the whole time, and I don't get to have any fun at all. (laughs) (laughs) He just told you that you're only allowed to accept apples and toothbrushes on the Halloween episode. (laughs) Yeah. Nope. I throw my chain across and try and make a bridge. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thank you. Roll act under pressure. 
10. Yeah, you do. You throw these two chains across. Lurch and Grimsby start to like just shuffle, shuffle, shuffle their way across. Roll luck. Uh, nine. Okay, so as Lurch makes it across, you feel the chains give way and they fall. And Grimby, about 10 feet out, looks at Eric. Grimby, as he falls down into the <laughs> void and in I, slow motion. And I say to him, go then, there are other worlds than these. <laughs> and he vanishes into the pit. Aw, poor Grimsby. No, that's fine. That was going to break bad on us at some point anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of the design of the place. Last one over. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, what was the next room? Let's keep going. As you guys head into the next room, uh, there's not a whole lot to see here other than a lot of sacrificed bodies. There's just... Bodies everywhere, nailed to the wall, strung across the floor, anchored to the ceiling, all dead, just super dead, and screaming, even though they're dead. Oh, wow. Just this... mouthless pain I'm and sure, endless agony. I'm sure Pinhead <laughs> is getting a real good kick out of this. I'm. Do I need to roll to see if this like triggers me? I assume since you had that thought, yes. Uh, no, I'm good. Okay, you get a plus one from now on whenever you make that roll. Yeah. Nice. Oh boy, guys, this is real macabre. I think, you know, it seemed good at the time, but in retrospect, this was a <laughs> wild thing that we've done. Yeah, I really think Lindsay's going to win. I agree, and in that regard, we are successful. Yeah, oh God, we're going to die. Um, I'm going to make my way forward. All right, so you enter the next room. I assume the both of you are following yes. tight behind him. Yeah. There is a ring of cultists. They uh, seem to be drawing in blood and chanting to each other, and they haven't noticed you yet. There are six of them. Start walking into the room, and I'm going to use what could go wrong. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so you start walking into the room, and you get your plus two. You get your two hold. Mm -hmm. Nice. And what are you doing? Are you just walking straight at them? Are you going towards the door on I'm the other side of the room? Going towards the door on the other side of the room. And <laughs> they sure notice you. Just they're like, hey, hey. And they all draw serrated blades. And I pull out my cutlass. Uh, I have a question. Yes. One of the used magic effects is summon a monster into the world. Uh-huh. Is it specifically like a monster, like an evil thing? Um, I have not, to assume that it's evil because it says monster. And let me ask you guys, did you make fake cultists or were these real people? Because I believe they were not fake cultists because they are supposed to chase them and grab them and try yeah. to scare them. According to the floor plan you guys laid out. Okay, that's hey, that makes a difference. Yeah. Uh, one of the used magic effects is bar a place or portal to a specific person or type of creature. Does cultist count as type of creature? Yeah. I feel like you know the answer as you ask me that question. I could hear the doubt in your voice. I does it count? <laughs> D damn it, I still had it. Well, let me raise you this. If we can manipulate the situation, could we try to get through this room without hurting anybody and then bar it from humans? Yes. Uh, although in the design of the haunted house, the door just slams shut behind us anyway. Once your party gets through, it slams shut oh. and, the, and they're blocked off. So I was hoping that I could just bar it in advance and we're the only ones that could get through uh, regardless. Like they can't, it couldn't be like one of us, one of them, one of us, one of them. So we're still faced with, we have to get through them and yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I am going to grapple one of them. All right. Roll kick some ass. I am not going to grapple one of them. <laughs> oh, uh, no. That is a five. You go over to grapple one of the cultists and three of them jump on you and hold you down and start to haul you towards the middle of this blood circle. Oh, my God. I want to roll preparedness to see if I have weighted nets. 
I assume preparedness is just you have the random mass thing that you it's need. It's exactly right. Perfect. Uh, that is a nine. Oh, man. I have what I need. Uh-huh. It's just not right here with me at the moment. Oh, yeah. They're in Geppetto's backpack. Oh, God. <laughs> Neat. Feel comfort knowing. <laughs> you packed right. You packed right. Good. Good, good, good. DJ, what are you doing? They're dragging him towards the middle of the circle. Correct. I'm going to put my cutlass in one of their chests, but not like in it, like but like to threaten to stop moving, basically. Okay, roll manipulate someone. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, that's a 13. No, oh I'm God. sorry. Math, I'm hard. No, it is a 13. Yeah, it yep, is, yeah. I'm 13. Uh, yeah, so the one that you point the, uh, the blade at stops, uh, but the other two keep dragging. I'm going to yell, get him, blood, and send Bloodwing to uh, sort of harry the two that have him and try to give him a chance to get free. Okay. Uh, roll protect someone. Okay. Eight. All right, so you send Bloodwing, you're like, get him, and you don't seem to notice that two of the cultists have come around beside you, and they both pick you up under the arm and start to walk you towards the circle uh, as Jake gets free from the two cultists dragging him towards the center of the circle. Uh, so now you each, you each have two with you right now. The hoods kind of fall back a little bit, and there are skeletons underneath this. Just skulls with glowing eyes. Oh, God, that is of some concern. I also want to I want to try and scare all these mofos into stopping. I want to be like whichever dark master you intend to serve has nothing on me. I am of hell itself. I am the king of suffering. I just want to try and scare them all into stopping. That's okay. And awesome. so you're trying to lean into what you are? Yeah. Okay, yeah, roll it with a minus 1. Oh. Well, yeah, no, I'm I'm not. I am pinhead now. Okay. They do. They they stop and the chains start to fly around you and fire starts to spurt up around the room and you kind of strut towards the center of the room in this blood circle and the six cultists start to move around you and they kneel down. Yeah, what up, bitches? And you see these two interlopers in your inner chamber. What are you guys doing as you see him starting to strut towards the middle of the room? Well, shit, look at that. Uh, I think I want to try to sprint for the door, the exit. All right, roll act under pressure. Prince Eric, what are you doing? Going with Tass. Oh, no. That's a five. So you start to sprint towards the door, and it slams shut right when you get to it. And you kind of bump into it, and then Prince Eric bumps into the back of you. And you're both standing against this closed stone door. You hear chains rattling, and the cultist chanting getting louder and louder. Jake, what are you doing? I'm summoning a fellow Cenobite. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I can summon a monster into the world. There's too many people here for me to deal with on my own. (laughs) (laughs) All right, roll, use magic. Oh, my God. You son of a bitch. Do I need to roll my sanity first? Uh, No, not yet, because you're not trying to fight it. Uh, That's an eight. All right, so what is your glitch and your effect? Uh, My effect is to summon a monster into the world. Yeah. Uh, It has a problematic side effect. So you summon another Cenobite into the world in the middle of this circle of blood, and it has both of its ears missing, and it has tattoos all over its body and very sharp teeth. The problematic side effect is that it wants to be in control, and so as soon as it realizes that there is another one here, it turns on you and starts to attack you. Greg, this is not how we do things. <laughs> Hostile takeover, Greg. It's his name. <laughs> that- 
I always said that was a lame moniker, Greg. Yeah, it's coming to haunt you now. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna try and use magic again to banish a creature. <laughs> I guess. All right, roll it. We'd better get some fan art for the submissions of hostile takeover, Greg. <laughs> hostile takeover, Greg. Uh, that's a nine. So okay, just banishing a creature isn't an option. So I want to trap. A specific monster. Uh-huh. I'm gonna trap him in place. Okay. And the glitch is. Oh man, these are are all real bad in this case. <laughs> the effect is of short duration. Rule your gain sanity. You're back to your plus one. Uh, okay, I'm good. All right. So you suddenly become clear headed as you summon hostile takeover. Greg. Uh, he roars at you, and you kind of backpedal and you cast another spell, which locks him into place. But you know it's not going to hold very long. And you can see Tass and TJ over at the door that is now closed. Uh, I want to go to like the cultists and to them, like to everyone in the room, be like, "This dude doesn't do the thing right anymore. Mess him up." And I'm going to attack him with my chain. Okay. What are you two trying to do? Open the door. <laughs> Uh, how is it just like a sheer like stone door is it like what is it yeah it was kind of like uh like the stone doors in legend of zelda games like where just once you walk through it just goes boom and like yeah. slam shut behind you and now it's flush with the wall yeah so there's just a flush wall i'm trying to lift push or otherwise shove this where at least i kind of relatively know where the hinge was or you know the opposite side of that all right we'll investigate a mystery neat uh that's a seven okay you get a hold one I guess what's being concealed here is my best way. The fifth brick to the left on the third row, if you push it in, opens the door again. I found it. I found it. And I'm going to click it. Oh, yeah. And the door opens. Jake, roll kick some ass. Twelve. What's your extra effect? I'll do uh, extra harm. So as you start to lash out with your chains, the cultists leap in as well with their serrated blades and they start stabbing. You guys see that Jake and the cultists are trying to kill hostile takeover Greg. I guess I'm going to take a knee and take a shot at it. All right, roll kick some ass. TJ, what are you doing? I'm going to jump right in there and help out myself. Okay, roll kick some ass. It is amazing. No matter how much I plan to have no plan, things still go off the rails in a way that I could never possibly imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a 10. I got a three. How much damage do you do, Taz? Four, and I'm going to do the extra hostile takeover Greg breaks from the stasis that he is held in as TJ stumbles forward and hostile takeover Greg hostily grabs TJ and holds him in front of him and just like peeks over his shoulder. He seems to be bleeding very badly. Hostile takeover Greg? Yes. Oh, okay. But he's using TJ as a meat shield. What are you doing now that hostile takeover Greg has you in his warm embrace? I'm going to try and get out of there. Um, I'm going to use my second hold for act under pressure possibly to get out of his embrace okay how are you trying to get out i'm gonna do a backwards headbutt into his face all right so are you trying to uh you trying to damage him or are you trying to escape i'm trying to escape okay so roll act under pressure all right that would be an eight so you'll be able to do this you'll be able to throw your head backwards and stun him and get away but when you do so you'll either take some of his teeth to the back of your head and take some damage the violence of the moment will cause jake 
to possibly revert back to his other persona. Or when you swap out, a hostile trek over Greg is going to get hands on one of the cultists. I think I'll take the damage. I'll take the damage to the back of the head. All right. So you take two points of damage, which is armor defeating. I'm going to burn my hold, my one hold, to take uh, one less extra damage. Okay, so you're going to use them both right here against Hostile Takeover Greg. That is correct. All right. So you are free. You've taken one point of damage. Uh, You've stumbled between the cultists. Hostile Takeover Greg is in the middle of the circle still with the cultists around him trying to keep him pinned in the circle. Run! I don't know. I feel real bad that I just summoned a Cenobite into the world. I think I need to deal with this. Yeah, I'm going to try and whoop him again. Send this dude back to hell. Okay. Roll kick some ass. Eight. So we trade harm and literally nothing happens. Yeah, you guys just... <laughs> Colossus and the Juggernaut just standing there punching each other, doing nothing. Nice. While I'm watching them do that, I just am so sad. So here's what I'm hoping for. I want to kind of run up on Jake's six so that I'm hopefully like not in line of sight of Greg. Uh-huh. I can't get over Greg. I can't. Um, and like leap up and kip off of his back. Uh-huh. Flip over and just full on drop kick two boots to Greg's face. Um, I'm essentially just wanting him to, you know, get back into the cultists a little bit where they might have a better hit. I just I want to make this a better advantageous situation for everybody. Okay. By knocking him away and disorienting him a little bit. And what's the effect of that? Uh, well, it depends on how I roll. Oh, okay. All um, right. So roll it. I take a harm. <laughs> All right. Why is that? Uh, when I do a failure on uh, the daredevil move, uh, I suffer one harm for uh, overstressing myself, essentially. Okay. You sprint towards Jake, and you see that he has arched just a little bit, and you go to jump off his back, and you pull a hammy. Good. Uh, you just, you're just right next to him. You're like, ah, oh, ah, oh, and you get your hand on the, back of your, on the back of your leg. Good. And you get to play with this, too. That does leave me... Uh, open to my foes whatever that means i have left myself open or left an opening so you have left yourself open to hostile takeover greg he sees you get this uh pulled hamstring and you get distracted and he holds his hands out towards you and his eyes start to glow and roll cool uh that is eight Tass's eyes fill with the same light emanating from hostile takeover greg's eyes then Tass turns to you all smiling and says I think we should let this guy go. Hostile takeover Greg's pretty cool. and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. When Kilner accepted the job of smuggling escaped heiress Samantha Trapp across the galaxy, she expected the job to be over and done with quickly. But now, they're stuck with each other, and they have a job to do. Think of Automnicon as a sort of student loan company. You take a loan from them, and then they own you until you've paid it off with interest. 
So all I have to do is pay off my debt. Fine, I can do that. How much do I owe? 900,027 credits and counting. You're stuck here with me to work it off. We Fix Space Junk is a sci-fi sitcom from Battlebird Productions featuring traveling by cryo. Don't worry if you feel like you're drowning. That's perfectly normal. Wait, what? Aliens from across the galaxy. Greetings, visitors. Is that popcorn? Hello, Your Excellency. AIs. Dad, how do I do air? You're already doing it automatically. Calm down. And, of course, thrilling and exciting missions in outer space. Hello, valued employees. Here are the details for your next exciting mission. You will be repairing a device redacted in or at the location redacted. We Fix Space Junk is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Subscribe, consume, and integrate, indoctrinate, assimilate, degenerate, and watch your body decay into a faceless husk as your mind floats aimlessly in space. Register your interest with Automicon.